So we love our little ones so much that we just want to be with them 24-7 and keep them as close as possible. But during the night, when it comes to sleeping, what's really best for our babies? I'm Deborah Howell, and our guests today are Dr. Jenny Camacho, a neonatologist, and Taylor Fauerbach, a registered nurse and perinatal center program coordinator. Both are with Deaconess, the Women's Hospital. And today we'll be talking about the dangers of co-sleeping. Welcome, Dr. Camacho and Taylor. Hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for having us. Hi, Deborah. What a pleasure. Taylor, can you explain to us what co-sleeping is? Yes. So co-sleeping is when there is a parent and a child who are sleeping in close contact with each other. Both of these people can sense each other's presence, and it gives comfort knowing that there's someone close by. There's different types of co-sleeping, so it may mean you are bed sharing or your room sharing. And what I think people need to know is that there is a big difference between the two terms. Okay. Is bed sharing dangerous? Yes, so bed sharing is when parents and babies actually sleep together in a bed. Bed sharing is considered a risky activity because when you share a bed with a baby, it increases their risk for a sleep-related death. So one example is you could roll on top of the baby or a blanket could cover up the baby's mouth, and that's a safety concern. And we've talked before about the ABCs of safe sleep. And putting a baby on their back on a firm surface is really important. A larger mattress with a parent or another caregiver is not going to be the firm surface a baby needs. So, Dr. Camacho, if it's dangerous, why do people bed share? So, there are several reasons that some parents decide to bed share. First of all, it's a, it's a cultural belief. And in fact, there are several areas of the world where co-sleeping is a common practice. So, in South Europe, Asia, Africa, Central and South America. So, it very well could just be a cultural belief. Another one is that sometimes it's easier to breastfeed your baby at night. Some people think that both the parents and the infant get more sleep when they're in the same bed. The extra snuggle time can help with bonding. And And finally, parents find it easier to soothe or comfort their baby. But I think the real important thing to consider is that all of these things can be achieved with room sharing. Okay, then that brings us to room sharing. Is it also dangerous? No. So room sharing is the type of co-sleeping, and that is where the infant sleeps in the same room as the caregivers, but simply on a different sleep surface. So it's not, it's not dangerous if the infant is placed on a separate safe sleep surface, such as a flat, firm mattress lined with a tightly fitted sheet in a crib. The American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends room sharing for at least the first six months of life, and if possible, the first year. I do think one important thing to mention here is bedside sleepers or in-bed sleepers. So while there are some bedside sleepers that meet the Consumer Product Safety Commission standards, there's really no published studies that have examined the safety of these products, so the, the American Academy of Pediatrics can't give recommendations for or against them. So the safest bet for parents are really is using a crib or a portable crib. Bassinets are also a great option, but due to the weight limits, they can really only be used for the first two or three months of life. Got it. So wait for the research and for those bedside options. Now, Taylor, what are the benefits of room sharing? So the benefit of room sharing is that a parent and a baby are still near each other, and they have that comfort and presence, and it's in the safest way possible. You know, it makes it easier to feed and comfort your baby and watch your baby when you're sharing a room with one another. AAP says it can also decrease the risk of SIDS by 50%. So room sharing is much safer than bed sharing. Okay. You know, it must be overwhelming to so many new parents. Dr. Camacho, are there any resources for parents who want to learn more about putting babies to bed safely? 
Yes, absolutely. There are many great websites out there that talk about safe sleep, but there's two in particular that I really highly, highly recommend. The first one is healthychildren.org. They actually have an article written by Dr. Rachel Moon titled How to Keep Your Sleeping Baby Safe, and it goes over the 2016 American Academy of Pediatrics policy about safe sleep. Furthermore, the website has a specific area that's dedicated to babies with a section just about sleep. In there, you will find the other resource I really like called the the Charlie's Kids Foundation. That link is charlieskids.org. Charlie spelled with an I-E. The site was developed by a pediatrician who fell asleep with his infant on the couch at night, and unfortunately, the baby died in an unsafe sleep environment. So this website is great because it has really practical advice and suggestions for parents for safely getting yourself and your baby to sleep at night. And finally, Many hospitals provide safe sleep education once the baby is born, but I really do feel like that the time to start planning and thinking about how you're going to get through those long nights of no sleep and feedings and all of that is to come up with a safe sleep plan with, you know, your partner or other caregivers that are going to be help helping you care for that baby because we've all been there. We've all been tired and we've all, you know, had those times with our with our babies. So I think planning ahead is one of the best things parents can do. A safe sleep plan, no bed sharing, room sharing, yes, and plenty of resources to help out. Have you both maybe just address new parents before we go and just tell them what you might tell them in the office setting about how to relax and enjoy these first few months with their babies? You know, I think parents really want what's best for their babies and they want to keep them safe. And you can do that just by trying to look at information out there while you're pregnant. And that way it gives you a chance to digest that information before your baby's in the world with you. I remember going home with my baby and thinking, oh my gosh, this is it. (laughs) You know, there's no one there to tell me what to do and how to do it. But I think I just really enjoyed it more when I sat back and, you know, remembered all of the things that I looked at. And it just made me feel more confident as a parent when I started seeing those successes, too, that, you know, the routine that we had set was working out and that my baby was trying to, you know, follow a sleep routine once we started putting it into play. Got it. And Dr. Camacho? I think the thing that that I, you know, really focus on with parents is, you know, like I mentioned, coming up with a plan, but other kind of things like setting an alarm, you know. So if you're, if you're, 2 a.m. in the morning, you're feeding your baby and you're breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is actually really protective against, you know, sudden infant death syndrome. But if you're, if you're breastfeeding, set an alarm for 15 minutes. We all have our phones right next to us. So set an alarm for 15 minutes so that if you happen to fall asleep with your baby while breastfeeding, you have something to, to wake you up. And I think the other thing is really to talk to parents and have a practical conversation about where are you planning on having your baby? I think that's one of the barriers is that sometimes I think we, we make assumptions and we can't make assumptions. We have to have a practical conversation about safe sleep and the best place for baby to sleep. And so I think those are things that, that when I was, you know, when I send families home and when I was practicing general, you know, pediatrics, I would focus on with, with families because it is hard. Having, practicing safe sleep is really challenging, but there are definitely safe ways to do it. I think the other thing to really focus on is counseling about smoking cessation. You know, if a mom smokes or if there's other substance use in the, in the home, those are also huge 
risk factors for unsafe sleep. So if we can focus on helping, you know, mothers quit smoking and, and you know, counseling against drugs and things like that, I think that is some also other areas that we can help families and give them the support that they need. That sounds good. Is there anything else either of you would like to add to our conversation today? And Taylor, let's start with you. Yeah. So when Dr. Camacho and I really thought about co-sleeping and the information out there, we did a quick internet search just to see what we could come up about these different topics we've talked about today. Unless you specifically search for risk or danger with types of co-sleeping, you can really get tricked into thinking that there aren't any problems with bed sharing and that no harm can come from it. The internet can give us a lot of information, and I just really encourage parents to talk to their baby's doctor about questions with co-sleeping. They can really give those resources that are researched with both sides of the evidence rather than something that's really one-sided, and I hope that we've been able to do that today on this topic. Absolutely. And Dr. Camacho, final thoughts? Yeah, I think one thing that I really wanted to highlight, too, was that in May of this year, President Biden signed the Safe Sleep Act of 2021. So it's it's an act that outlaws the manufacturing sale of crib bumpers and inclined safe sleepers. There have been many infant deaths from the use of these products. And so they will fortunately no longer be on the market. Those are some of the questions I would get from families a lot about the inclined safe sleepers, if they were safe and crib bumpers. And we now have the evidence and the data and now an act to, you know, take those off the market. So I think that's one thing I really wanted to also share is that some items that have been associated with unsafe sleep environments won't even be available for families anymore. And I think that's huge. Well, this is some really fabulous information. Crucial. Thanks so much for being with us today, Dr. Camacho and Taylor, to talk about co-sleeping. Such an important topic, and we really appreciate you both being here. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. And that wraps up this episode of the podcast series from Deaconess the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. Visit deaconess.com slash TWH and search Safe Sleep to learn more. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Deaconess Women's Hospital podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening and have yourself a great day.